Yo, episode 9. Okay, well, I'm not really starting anything off specifically. I'm kind of just chilling. It's, uh, it's our first day of technically a snow day. We've It's snowing like a bitch outside. I woke up at probably 7.30 and there was no snow. It wasn't snowing at all. It was cold, but it wasn't doing anything. About 8.30 to 8.45, still the same thing. It hit about 9 o'clock. It looked like it was about to snow. I was like, oh shit, snow's about to start happening. Maybe I should leave for work a little early, because I still had work today. And I was like, well, the roads aren't bad. I'm not surprised. And then it hit 10 o'clock, and it started to snow a little bit, but not snow. And I was like, oh shit, okay, here it comes. Then it hits the time where I'm supposed to leave. It's full on snowing, but it's not snowing to where it's sticking. So it's snowing, but I'm like, okay, this isn't that bad. I can, I could drive through this. I got a Jeep for fuck's sake. You know what I'm saying? I should be straight. And then I started driving. And for anybody that lives in Lexington or has been in Lexington on January 6th. Hey, it's January 6th. That's crazy. But, you know. It's fucking crazy outside right now. And it's thick snow constantly coming down. It's sticking. Me and Mike talked about it seems as if there was no salt on the, most of the roads other than the main ones. Because every road is covered in snow and is slick as shit. And I started driving. And I realized halfway through. Yeah, this ain't for me, my G. So I got halfway to UPS and I was like, no, 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 not today. Fuck all that shit. I did a hard UE. And on the way back, I was thinking, all right, it's like a 20 minute, 30 minute drive back. It shouldn't be that bad. Okay, it wasn't, it was 20 to 30 minutes to get there because I didn't hit over 10 miles per hour one time while I was driving for two hours today, maybe three. Well, two and a half, I don't know. But let me just say, I was driving down the road, did a Yui, said fuck all that shit, car got stuck a little bit, had to do a little side, the, you know, the side steer to make it not go crazy. While I was on the road, behind the wheel, the entire time today, I probably seen 12 or 13 ambulances, I think I just said that word wrong, I'm retarded, um, like five fire trucks, so many cop cars, it... I saw like two salt trucks, two snow plows. That's it. That, that's a, like the big ones, the utility, like the industrial ones where you're like, oh, those motherfuckers about to go put some work in on the road. I saw two of them. I can't even see my neighbor's house because that's how thick the snow is. I mean, I'm glad that I can look out my window now and it looks like a nice snowy day. But I wish this would have happened on fucking Christmas. Not the one year anniversary of January 6th. <laughs> but like, the cold, it doesn't bother me. I just, well, I'm actually very glad I said fuck that and going to work because if I didn't turn around, I'd be in UPS right now putting boxes left and right while my car would be having a pile of snow being covered on it. And I would exit UPS in a snow mound of ice 
where I would have to shimmy my way home going five miles per hour during fucking traffic. That's like 5 p.m. Nicholasville. And people in Lexington just don't know how to fucking drive, dude. It's a common thing that people in Ohio don't know how to drive, right? It's a common thing. Lexington, people know how to drive, but once it starts raining really badly, people kind of get, like, spooked and they get kind of shitty at driving. Once it starts snowing, I might as well take my my eight-year-old sibling, put her in my Jeep, and say, Alright, you got this. It doesn't make any sense. I've seen so many people today that were just, like... Don't get me wrong, I'm not being a hypocrite. I was fishtailing every now and then. But I would see people who would be going down a main road that has like maybe, I don't know, 100 foot of not being covered in snow. And they would take that 100 feet as an advantage to say, oh, I can go 35 here. Knowing damn well afterwards, there's going to be the rest of the road covered in snow and ice and shit. It's just spotty from where cars are sitting and the heat from the car spot uh, heats that spot up from the traffic sitting there. Once there's a certain part of the road where a car wasn't sitting there and it's not melted, there's ice there. People don't understand. So I saw people going 30 and then go, oh shit, oh shit. And luckily, most of them had pretty good brakes. One of them had to go onto the side over in like the fucking where the bikes ride and they almost hit like, I think they did because their car propped up, propped up on the curve a little bit. And they just, they were stuck there until I drove off. Just, if you're not cautious, or you don't know how to drive in the snow, don't get behind the wheel today. And if you do, that's, that's your fault. You are simply an idiot. And I mean that sincerely, like you are honestly a person with a super low IQ. If you look outside the window and see all this snow... And see it looks fucked outside. And then know deep down. Hey. I'm not the best at driving. I'm not. You know. I I may panic. Who knows what may happen. But I'm going to go drive to work. I'm going to take that chance. No. Calling to work. Fuck work. Shit's not worth it. If shit's looking like this outside. It's. It's not worth taking that chance dude. I didn't even want to ride. Like drive on the roads. While the other people were driving along with me, I was spooked. I can't tell you how many times I would look to my the rearview mirror and I would see a car just slowly inching towards me. Never, I'm stopped as if they were their their foots on the brakes, but they're bumping because their brakes are stopped. They're just sliding on ice. Goodness, that was a seven minute rant about idiots in Lexington and this snow. And I, don't get me wrong, I love right now that I'm sitting at my house doing something some uh, semi-productive, smoking, looking out my window to this crazy snowfall. It doesn't bother me right now because it looks pleasing. But whenever I'm driving in it, yeah, fuck all that. I'm not, not a fan of snow. But only whenever I'm driving. Because I'm not doing shit for the rest of the day. Fuck that comedy off Broadway is not having a show tonight. Thank God. Shoo! Here's something I could talk about on the podcast because I haven't talked about it on here before, but I'm really into impractical jokers. I, all of you know, I love stand-up comedy more than most things in life, and and comedy as a whole has so many different genres we can dip our toes into, 
And like stand up is probably one of my favorites. But one that's not stand up is Impractical Jokers. If you don't know what it is, uh, get out of your uh, underneath your rock and watch this TV show where four lifelong friends are on a journey to embarrass themselves. <laughs> that's literally the opening, I think. But four friends: Sal Volcano, Joe Gatto, Brian Quinn, and James Murray. I think those are their names correctly but those four friends are on a tv show where they have to be out in public and they're on earpieces and there's three of them with a mic talking to one person out in the field with the earpiece and they're doing pranks on people not really pranks but like embarrassing themselves and doing stunts and just doing hilarious shit it's an amazing show but joe gatto one of my favorite friends on the cast, he left. He's not on it anymore. It says the three comics wrote on Instagram. After all these years together, we never imagined making Impractical Jokers without Joe. They put it on Instagram, but let's see what Joe said. Alongside my friends, I've devoted a decade of my life to building this franchise and couldn't be prouder of what has been accomplished. However, due to some issues in my personal life, I have to step away. Oh, no. That's what Joe said on social media. Okay. So, that's Joe's announcement that he's leaving. I have to step away. Just hold up. It says the stand-up told fans on social media. Is Joe Gatto a stand-up? I don't... I don't... I didn't think Joe Gatto was stand-up comedy. Stop, don't shop. Oh man, this man has a stand-up comedy act? Hold up. Okay, so I'm gonna give you guys the, I'll, I'll play a couple, like a little bit of it. If you don't like stand-up or if you don't like Joe Gatto, or if this doesn't intrigue, you may just want to fast forward because I am confused right now. So to set it up, he's on stage by himself with a mic in front of people like he's about to do some stand-up. But I've never heard of Joe Gatto doing stand-up comedy. We're talking to you today about uh, Adopt Don't Shop. Um, I had the pleasure of coming to Hero Roundtable last year, and I was very moved and excited. Last year, I spoke about anti-bullying. Another. Uh, okay, 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 okay. So, Adopt Don't Shop is a animal program where they're, uh, you know, it, the name is pretty obvious, and apparently they're having a like a conference or whatever it is, and he's being a guest comedian set up on there to entertain them I guess so I guess he's going to be telling jokes I just want to know if he's funny because of mine and uh, this year I said hey can I come back and Matt was like no you came already and I was like but I'll talk about something different and he said okay fine so uh, one of the big things in my life is uh, I'm the proud owner uh, right now of five dogs um, and uh he didn't get any applause. He looked out to the crowd expecting an applause, I think. Oh my goodness. Wait, let me make sure that there's a crowd. Because there... Uh, oh, there may just not be a crowd. Nope, there's a crowd. Oh, it did a pan out like a fisheye. And I'm going to be honest. I think I can count how many people are here. There's like a hundred. Oh no. Well, to be fair... This was a, or a, a, this is like a, an event that was put on. This wasn't his show, so I guess that's good. Uh, 
Smith machine. I'm gonna try to skip towards the end and see if he's like warmed up a little. Oh, who, he brings one on stage. Oh, he brought his. Okay, so I don't think I think I got tricked. I don't think this specifically is stand up. This like, I, at least I hope it's not, man. Oh no. This also this whole quest started because this article says. The stand-up told fans on social media. I just want to make sure I'm not getting my shit twisted. And maybe he's like an actual stand-up. This one says, Joe Gatto, stand-up live, Phoenix. So, this is Phoenix, Arizona. A comedy club. For video. I don't, I don't think this man does. Okay, 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 okay. My prediction is he's not a stand-up. This article just threw me for a loop, a fucking a loop, and I think he's quitting this to go be a stand-up. I think he's gonna try to get on stage by himself and try to do specific materials. I don't know if that's true, but he was also married. Joe Joe was married also, and he divorced his wife. He has this big long thing on Instagram. It says, Hey everybody, sorry in advance for the long and more serious than usual note below. I just wanted to let you all know that I will no longer be involved with Impractical Jokers. Alongside my best friends, I've devoted a decade of my life to building this franchise and couldn't be prouder of what has been accomplished. However, due to some issues in my personal life, I have to step away. Bessie and I have decided to amicably part ways so now I need to focus on being the best father and co-parent to our two incredible kids. Outside of my family, my relationships with Merck, Hugh, and Sal have been the most important in my life. I know they will continue to make the world laugh. And even though the four of us are the ones who you all see, this show is only possible due to the hard work and talented crew members who work behind the scenes. I am very thankful to have worked with each and every one of them. To all of the amazing fans, thank you for allowing me to make you laugh with jokes. They say that laughter is the best medicine, and I hope I've been able to provide some of that over the last decade. Seeing you laugh has been my own medicine, particularly in these weird and difficult times we find ourselves. As I work through the challenges I am facing, I hope to and am excited to create new ways to entertain you. Okay, yeah. So I think that kind of just confirmed it. I hope to and... I hope to and am excited to create new ways to entertain you. I think he's going to go off his own branch. I think he's going to try to do a, dip his toes in a little stand-up. I think he's going to do his own thing. Still be friends with all of them. He'll probably make a podcast. I'm. He probably has a podcast, to be honest. If he doesn't have a podcast already, he will definitely make one now. He's going to have a lot of free time on his hands. Wow. So, apparently, I got a glimpse of this a little a couple days ago but i didn't actually realize what was going on for real but a lot of people are saying elon is the creator of bitcoin and like like i said that's been a thing for a very long time that he's been the owner because it the theories do make sense once you look at it elon is saying that it is a dude called for these names i will just Put them in a translator and say them. Nick Sabo. 
So, oh, okay, well, I could say that. So, Nick Sabo, that's who Elon Musk is saying is the creator of Bitcoin. But Elon's ex, like ex-employee or employee, he's most likely an ex-employee. His name is, just so I don't fuck it up. Sahi Gupta. Sahi. Sahil Gupta. <laughs> so in Turkish, this says it's Turkish. You could hear the difference. Sahi Gupta. Sahi Gupta. And in English, it's... Sahil Gupta. Sahil Gupta. Alright. Anyways. Gupta is who accused Elon Musk of being the creator. Because he said that he was on a phone with a guy called Sam Teller, which also works for, I think it was an accountant or something for Elon. And he was on a phone call with him. And Gupta said to Teller, he said, is Elon the creator? He said something like in that way. And apparently what Gupta said, Teller's response was, how can I utter? So it's more of like a, I'm not going to say yes, but I'm not going to say no. And apparently he just said, wow. And then Teller said goodbye and he hung up. But Elon Musk is still constantly saying that it's not and that it's Nick Sabo. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to look in on Nick Sabo. Is he on a podcast with somebody? Oh, somebody's done an interview with him in 2017. Tim Ferriss. This was him talking about Ethereum in 2017. Yo, half of this shit doesn't even make sense once you start looking into it, man. These videos are from a while ago before NFTs were even in question. And they're talking about Ethereum. What were they using Ethereum for back then, dude? Back in the day, a lot of people would make currency and shit that could not be traced. So they would buy illegal shit. Like drugs, weapons, children, uh, land, etc. Labor. Anything you could think of. Now everybody's got a fucking coin. And everybody's got a little... Uh, uh, blockchain and it's mostly anonymous the creators aren't anonymous for some reason I don't know what's happening there but why is it that back in the day they were using Ethereum what were they using it for that just doesn't make any sense to me whoa they just made a pop factory so uh, if you don't know what the pop figures are take like Batman for example they'll take a Batman figure characterize it and they'll put it into like a I don't know maybe three inches four inches and it's, it comes in a displayed box that you can open and put on a shelf or you can keep it in the box and they've got stuff from rappers to sports to movies to artists to fucking anything you can think of and apparently now they have a pop factory where you can go and build your fucking own that's crazy oh my gosh man they really have every single piece by piece you can put make, make your own you can make your own box with your name on it where is this damn 
It's in Everett, Washington. That bitch is so far away. It's in like the... Goodness gracious. It says it's also going to Hollywood, California. Oh, well, how inconvenient. I wonder if you can... <gasps> what if you can build it online? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Create a new pop. Holy shit. What if you can... <gasps> I think you can. Well... I'm making my own Funko Pop real quick. Don't mind me. <laughs> That's crazy. I just made my own pop and saved it. I'm about to buy it. Put it up on myself. That's... Wow. Who would have saw that coming? You're out here able to make your own pop online and just ship it to you. Also, I'm going to add in a little segment into the podcast of... My good friend, you know, most of you will probably know him, Brando from the Bando, uh, the OG brand is what we used to call him, <laughs> that shit was so stupid, Brandon, but he did some, you know, he did some impersonations of, uh, like a list of characters that we had on a document that we googled, and I'll go ahead and drop that in now. president of the United States anymore, but I am still extremely, extremely rich, and I am going to live forever and fuck everything I see! <laughs> Sorry, it got, a little, it got a little weird on that, on the last part. That was good, though. Okay. Perfect timing. Who would that be? It's Mike and Abby. Peter Griffin, Stewie, Herbert the Pervert. Uh, Peter Griffin, Peter Griffin, Peter, Peter, Peter Griffin, Peter, Peter. You sound more like Lois. Peter, Peter Griffin, Peter, Stewie, hi, <laughs> hello, go fuck, go good ass. Have a sweet potato pudding pop. Have a sweet potato pudding pop. Please take one. <laughs> Please take it. Have a sweet potato pudding pop. No, darling, I didn't slip nothing in your drink. <laughs> what you mean you're feeling woozy? All right, baby, come on. <laughs> let's go back to the let's go back to the Cosby family house. Oh, uh, propane. Propane and propane accessories. Propane and propane accessories. That's the only thing I know how to say. <laughs> That's comedy. Zoinks! <laughs> Zoinks! Zoinks! Donkey or Shrek? <laughs> you could do donkey. And when we get home, <laughs> I'm making waffles. <laughs> oh, Shrek, can I stay with you? Probably do. Donkey! <laughs> Donkey! <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner. This, this is kind of what Caitlyn Jenner sounds like. Right? <laughs> this is kind of it's kind of like what how they sound like. Doctor Field. <laughs> the accents. Oh gosh. Middle Scottish. East, Middle Eastern. Oh yeah, do Middle Eastern. Oh god. 
hello, hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. Uh, I'm trying to uh, do the. <laughs> I'm trying to do a, a pretty much a think of whatever impersonation of the guys at that quiz. Exactly. Time. So think whenever and you buy an alcohol illegally and they didn't ID you, they were cool. Hello, my friend. What do you want? Yeah, no, that's more Indian. That's yeah. That was is Indian on there. Yeah, Indian's on there. Uh, hello, hello, my friend. What can I do for you? <laughs> uh, okay. Two packs bleed game. Six pack Miller Lite. Fifth Jack Daniels. All right, that would be that would be thirty-eight seventy-two. Wait, 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 wait. What you want to add on? Some beef jerky, okay. That would be forty. That would be forty seventy. Yes, this has happened before. Can I see your ID, please? Chicago Midwestern. Chicago, Chicago, <laughs> Midwestern. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like I'm from uh, North Dakota or something like that. Southern, just talk normal. <laughs> hey man, Australian, crikey! Oh no, a stingray! Wait a minute. Hi, who? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hi, hold on. I used to be able to do Kermit. I swear. Oh, Kermit the Frog here. Kermit. <laughs> Barney, Bush. I love you. You love me. <laughs> oh gosh. Trips over the little kid. Fuck. <laughs> this aggression will not. St this aggression. This <laughs> this aggression will not stand. This hey, aggression will not stand. <laughs> we thing. will go to war with Iraq. <laughs> and we're gonna fuck him up. <laughs> Casey Kasem, that's the Casey Kasem, that's the voice of Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Casey Kasem, he did the American Top Forty countdown. <laughs> I heard it on the fucking radio the other day. Really? Yeah. What the? It was fuck? like a rerun. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Pope Francis. Um. He said something like. All right, little boy. Get up off of your knees. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> oh, fuck. Bill Clinton. <laughs> I did not I have sexual relations not, uh, with that. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that fool. <laughs> but it'd be pretty cool if I did. <laughs> oh, fuck it <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed that. If you did, go ahead and hit up Brandon and say, Hey, boy, that Bill Cosby was fire. Give you guys a little update. It is uh, still snowing like a bitch outside. My computer is acting like it is a jet right now. And... It is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I feel like there could be so much shit I could be doing. But, I'm looking at why Young Thug is trending on Twitter. I don't fly bitches nowhere, P. I don't fly bitches in town. I don't fly bitches nowhere. I'm not even no vacation type of nigga. Like, I ain't even that type of nigga. Why would I? What? What? I don't fly bitches nowhere. Don't be struggling off of me. I'm not that type of nigga. You know what I'm saying?
Especially when I'm suited and booted. <laughs> Come on, man. I ain't. Especially when I'm suited and booted. Damn. So Young Thug's trending on Twitter because he just spit on a bitch. That's comedy. It's a video. If you haven't seen it, it's just a video like of him holding up like he's taking a selfie. He's just talking to the camera. And uh, you guys heard it. He said... I'll fuck you, but I ain't gonna pay for your travel, bitch. You ain't gonna take a free trip off of me because I'm rich, because I'm young thug. I respect it, bro. Don't let these bitches walk over you, take your money. That's comedy. He literally said, y'all ain't traveling for free off me. <laughs> He's spitting the camera. That's comedy. Oh, is there more? Oh. Oh, this is this sounds fire. So this is just gonna live on Instagram. I think he's uh, showcasing a new song that he has off of the drip season. Called pushing P, pushing pounds. Oh, some fire pants, gonna okay. Out here stunting in the slacks. Yes, sir. That shit's fire. Oh, we're pushing perks. Okay, well, that wasn't anything. Um, we... Says, I bet Young Thug ain't think this was gonna be a wedding song either. That's facts. They're getting led to it, okay. There's like a whole 30, 40 people on the stage. Oh, okay. Oh, shit, they're throwing money. Yo, people be getting lit. I'm hyped for them, dude. They were just throwing... That. That's at, at least... 300 400 bucks just being thrown at a wedding. That's what's up. To prove he is fearless. Why you nasty? What the fuck type of nigga is you? Nigga, what the fuck type of nigga is you? <laughs> okay, I need to get off this shit. Young Thug gets me weak, dude. Oh, man. I'm glad he's trending on Twitter. He deserves it. Fuck bitches trying to get a free trip off him. Oh, the Kardashian is trending. Let's see what they're doing. God, Kim K is bad. But I'm glad she picked out one of the best ones that she could, Pete Davidson. Apparently, they're officially dating now, and I'm glad. That's what's up, man. Hey, Khloe Kardashian's bad, too. They're all bad, all right, except Chris. I don't know if she's off in the the pops. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I don't know where he's on. Why are people thanking Kim Kardashian for freeing Kanye West? That's... I don't think you realized what the situation was. If anything, it was vice versa. She was held down. If anything, she was trying to control the man, keep him sane. And he was trying to go, nah, fuck that shit. I'm trying to go mentally nuts and make a banger, bro. And he did. He did both. Mentally nuts, and he made a fucking banger. Kevin Porter hit a three to beat the Wizards after his game and game suspension. 
Uh, that's cool, I guess. Uh, since we're talking about the NBA, I see Clay trending in tw on Twitter. Why the fuck is Clay trending? Oh, I think it's because he has a NBA's first all-star fan voting. What is that? All-star fan voting? I think they just restarted that or something, or they just started it. I'm not sure. But, Clay Thompson's up there, number four, baby, for guards of the Western Conference. But that's what's up. The front court for the Western Conference, if you couldn't guess. LeBron James. And then Jokic. Uh, Paul George. Andrew Wiggins. Draymond Green. Anthony Davis. Carl Anthony Towns. Carmelo Anthony. Rudy Gober. And DeAndre Ayton. Ayton? 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 I'm pretty sure it's Ayton. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really care about the Eastern Conference, to be honest. Other than KD and Giannis. I'm glad they're up there. Fuck number five, man. Fuck Jimmy Butler. I'll stand by that. Most of the people who will listen to this podcast don't even understand that. But I'm going to stand by it to this day. Fuck Jimmy Butler. And I'm glad Clay Thompson's number four. Because even though he's been gone for nine years in the NBA, I'm glad he's still up in that bitch. The fans know what's up. Oh, shit. Dallas is making a Dirk Nowinski statue? No way, it was presented by, so Mark Cuban, I'm assuming, is going out of his way to build a Dirk Nowitzki, what if this is what's going to happen in the future, holy shit, what if Mark Cuban just started something, LeBron's 100% going to get his own statue in, I wanted to, I wanted to say LA, but what if that motherfucker gets one in my, in Cleveland, that would be nuts, or like, Stephen Curry will 100% get one in San Francisco. Like, his man's definitely getting a statue. Wait, right, let me look up if he has one already. Because I know this man's from Ohio. So he's, it's, and Dirk Nowitzki's from Germany. He was born in Germany. So it's not that Mark Cuban realized that Dirk Nowitzki was, like, born in Dallas. But it has to have been, like, he's given a speech. I don't want to listen to a Mark Cuban speech, to be honest. I'm just glad for Dirk Nowinski, but I'm going to make sure there's no statue of Stephen Curry already. Yeah, there's not one. Dude, San Francisco is going to have a statue of Stephen Curry, 100%. Mark Cuban just started a trend. Who would get one in Kentucky? Oh, man. What famous celebrity person would get one in Kentucky? Would get a statue in Kentucky? It would most likely be an athlete or a real, like, like a fucking, a rock, the rock or something. You know what I'm saying? Muhammad Ali's from Louisville? Nah. No fucking way. Muhammad Ali was born. There's gotta be a, is there a Muhammad Ali statue in Louisville? Am I just, am I just stupid? Oh, so there is one. Where is that? In Louisville! Oh shit! I'm just fucking stupid, I think, man. What year is this? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. okay. Statue set to unveil on March 8th, 2021. Okay, so this hasn't been out for a very long time. But where is this, though? This has to be in Louisville, right? 
That's in Pennsylvania. The fight of the century. That's what it's called. That was in Pennsylvania. Is there not a Muhammad Ali statue in Louisville? There's gotta be a Muhammad Ali statue in Louisville, Kentucky. There has to. Okay, 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 okay. There is. There's a glove mon monument. See, that makes sense. So that's one that's down, and I'm pretty much just done. Uh, done for. Tyson Gay? Ooh, okay. Numerous world tier track and uh, field sprinter events. I'm assuming in the Olympics. Yeah, okay, in the Olympics. I want to know some athletes, motherfucker. Rondo. I didn't even think about that. Dude, they need a fucking Rondo statue at Rep Arena. Yeah, there's no statue for Rajon Rondo. There needs to be one. In Kentucky. Actually, ah, should there be one for Rajon Rondo? Does he, does Rondo deserve one? George Clooney, I bet some, some middle-aged moms would be, not even middle-aged, just some moms in general would be very happy for uh, George Clooney to get a statue. Billy Ray Cyrus, I'm surprised he doesn't have like some fucking guitar statue somewhere. Johnny Depp, I'm surprised he didn't pay to have one built himself. But I really do think Mark Cuban just started some trend of making a statue of Dirk Nowitzki and having a big unveil like that. That's pretty lit though. I'm hyped for him. That's awesome. Okay, so I haven't done like an actual story time in a little bit. So I'll probably end the podcast with the story real quick. I was looking through my notes on the little, all the stories I've had from the past that I don't want to forget. And this is one that I've, I don't think I've ever told on a podcast or any like video or anything. But it's pretty crazy, and it's comedy too if you think about it. Like me looking back on it now, because it was with me, Peyton, Klein, Jeeves, Yoeli, and Luke. I think Luke was there. I don't know. Maybe Luke wasn't there. But we were at our friend's house, right? And our friend lives downtown Lex. Well, he used to. Right next to one of my other friends too. It's like a crazy block. And the way you get into the house, most people, like, the way, the place everybody parks is out back of the crib, there's just a big parking lot. And the parking lot is shared by multiple people, keep that in mind. Apparently, I can give you guys the full layout of what happened, because now that I know it, all the details afterwards, but apparently earlier that day, one of the roommates of said friend that lived downtown that we have was driving, pulled in to go park behind the house. As he was pulling in, boom, smack, hit a motorcycle and made it fall over. And he just kept going. And he went to go park, went to his crib, act like nothing happened. And apparently the dude who owns the motorcycle didn't see it, but his friend did. And he told him, so the dude who owned the motorcycle got pissed. He didn't do anything right then, though. He just, he, he apparently he sat on it and he was like driving around and circled the block a couple times to get a good look and see if he could find the car. And then I guess he realized the car was out back. And so he, I guess he like started plotting and got it, got his goons. And he was like, all right, we're going to get this man in a minute. While, while that was happening, while he was circling the block and getting his goons, we had no idea what was happening. We were going to our friend's house to smoke and we were chilling having a good time, just hanging out, listening to music, talking, 
and we walk in. We didn't show up with Yoeli, I don't think. AKA uh, Yodel Beckham, AKA Big Sexy, AKA the motherfucker is not in Africa. He's in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm hype. So he's got many names. Um, he he was there, and so at this point it was all of us just chilling. We were out front smoking in a car. Then we walked inside. As we were walking inside, we saw one of uh, now my friends, but at the time I didn't know him. It was Peyton and Klein and all their friends. We saw him, and he was smoking out front. I'm mean, out back, and we were like, "Oh shit, let's hop in a roto." And I've no, I've knew of him, but I didn't like know know him. Like I knew his name, but now I mean, like now I've talked to him multiple times, but I didn't really know his main his aneurysms or like his his vibe that he gave off or all that type of shit. And so he was a little like on his toes, and I was like, "Yo, you out back smoking outside? What you mean? Why? I mean, like, what did you expect?" Of course, you're going to be a little anxious, but he was like, no, nah, it's a different type of anxious, bro. There's, there's been this car that's been circling the block. And I was like, wait, what? And Peyton immediately took at it, took it as, oh, this is his, like, this is what he's known for. He's known for being on his toes and being on the lookout for shit about to go down. I didn't know shit. I was just like, bro, that could have been any blue car or any white, black, whatever color car. You don't know. But. He was like, nah, bro, I don't know about it. And so after we done smoking, he was like, all right, I'm peacing out. So he left. And we were like, that's weird. Well, I was like, well, that's weird. Okay. And Pey um, Peyton was probably like, uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's him. But we went inside. Everything was chilling. Chilling on the couch like nothing happened. Out of nowhere, we hear boom, 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 boom. And we're just chilling on our friend's couch. And our friend is upstairs, I'm pretty sure. No, and I'm pretty sure our friend is downstairs at the time and we hear boom 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 and we're like oh shit in my head i'm like well the cops are here we're about to get arrested see ya and uh i don't know where the owner of the house our friend gets up like he's like spooked a little bit and he's like looks around real quick looks at us and he goes upstairs to his room so it's us me klein jeeves peyton yoeli and some other dude we are downstairs no idea what the fuck's happening but no someone's on our friend's house door and he's got like five roommates all of them are upstairs in the rooms we don't own this house and then we realize it's not the cops it's a group of people that are angry and we're like oh fuck yeah we're not off this this is not the right place to town for this like you got me fucked up if you think i'm just gonna sit here and oh hell no nah. So I was just sitting there, I was like, alright, we gotta find it out, we gotta do something. And then that's whenever Peyton was like, alright, let's go out back. We went out back, We, I guess my head, I didn't know where the noise was coming from. I knew it wasn't the front door, it could have been the back door, but I didn't know if they moved, because it was quiet for a second. We went to the back door, Peyton was first, and then it was like Klein, Jeeves, uh, me, and then Ueli, I think, I don't know. We moving out the back door, single file, and as soon as we opened the back door... They were right there, the group that were banging on the doors. There was like three or four of them right there, but they were like five feet away. And they had, one of them had a gun. And he said, hey. And he said, open the door, come on, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Peyton yelled, uh, I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I was spooked and I was like, oh shit. I couldn't see nothing. All I heard was yelling. And everyone in front of me was just like pushing back like, oh shit, go, go, go. And Peyton was trying to keep going forward. And I agree with Peyton. 
looking back on it now. If we would have walked out, all of us, as the group, and we, if we were like, look, we don't own this house, we're here coming to chill, I, we realize you guys have some unfinished business, if we would have done that, that means we probably would have opened the door to them to get into the house, and they would probably would have been roaming his house, but either way, it, it was still fucked, you know, but we didn't do that, uh, I didn't realize that Peyton wasn't with us whenever I was getting pushed back. And apparently we all got back inside and we were like, oh shit. And then I realized, oh fuck, Peyton's outside. So Peyton was stuck out there with him. So Peyton was out there with a group of three people that we have no idea who they were. And a, uh, one of them had a gun. I'm assuming Peyton was spooked. If you guys are ever listening to Peyton's podcast, once it comes out, I'll tell him to mention this story and he can give you his perspective on this. Because <laughs> you know Peyton. But... Plus, he was there, and he's he can probably remember having a gun, a gun pointed at him. The shit that was said to him, like, verbatim. You know, that's probably something that's engraved. But the gun was never, like, necessarily pointed at me, because I was in the back of the group at this moment. And we got pushed back, and I was like, oh, fuck, okay, okay, we gotta do something. And then, once I realized Peyton was outside, I was like, well, we can open the door to him. But at this point, they have a leverage. They have one of our friends, and this isn't our house, man. This, but I'm not trying to open the door to them so they can just run upstairs. I don't know what the fuck our friend is doing, but he's up in his room. The dude who caused all this, I'm assuming if you've put two and two together, the people outside the door is the owner of the motorcycle and their friends. That That's who's angry right now. And they're looking for the person who hit the motorcycle, which was none of us nor our friend. It's our friend's roommate. He's upstairs. There is a gun in the house that we are in right now, but it is our friend's roommates. And I don't think he's even informed them on what's happening. I don't think they're either either home, like half of them aren't home, or half of them just don't care, or they're asleep, or something, because this shit was loud and it was going off. Not the gun, but like the banging and the yelling. So it got to a point where Peyton was outside, they took Peyton, they moved to the front, so they were banging on the front door, and Klein and Jeeves were spooked. They ran to the bathroom and hid, which I don't blame them. Uh, I was sitting there like, all right, we got to get Peyton back. Like, I got to open the door, close it behind me, make sure somebody locks it. And I got to, like, talk to him. Like, all right, bro, chill, chill, chill. This is, explain the situation. And eventually they start banging, banging, banging on the glass on the front door. Like, on the front of the house, there's the, the front door. And then there's glass around it, like a, a panel of glass. They start, like, but they're each tiny squares they started banging on that and one of the glass pieces fell off so they were able to like if they wanted to they could reach their hand inside they couldn't reach the door handle or like because it was so high up but they could still get inside to ang angle a gun while all this was happening while they're banging and all this is like ruckus is happening friend still upstairs in his room klein and jeeves the bathroom hiding i don't think luke was there so it was me Yoeli and another person I don't know. Yoeli and that person I don't know were chilling on the couch. They didn't seem spooked at all. They were not nervous. They were not concerned for Peyton. They did not give a single fuck on what was going on. Let alone half of everybody there was drunk. But those two were just sitting on the couch. Relaxed as fuck. Not thinking twice. And I was like, yo, what the fuck are y'all doing? Do you realize what's happening? 
And they were like, yeah, we didn't do anything to piss them off. If they get in here, we'll just explain it to them. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, I kind of understand that. So I sat down for a second. And I was like, fuck, I'm drunk. I need to get paid. So I stood up real quick. And then eventually I hear, like, Peyton yelling on the door. Like, let me in, let me in. So I let Peyton in. And they, uh, he, he talked to him. Realized, he explained the situation to him. They were pissed as fuck. And Peyton was like, yeah, that's fucked that he'd do that to you. I'd do the same thing. I don't blame you, blah, blah, blah. Peyton wouldn't do the same thing. He would just say anything. With, anybody will say anything once a gun's getting pointed at you. You will agree with anybody. But not with anybody, but with something little like that. And once the roommate's friend, like, once the, not the roommate's friend. Once our friend's roommate actually did do something in the wrong, I don't agree with how they handled the situation. But I understand where it's coming from. He's not just some thug trying to get a lick. He's a dude trying to want... He wants revenge because some fucker just hit his bike. I understand that part. But he definitely could have gone about it the wrong way. But, like I'm t like I'm mentioning, he didn't do anything to Peyton. He realized that Peyton wasn't a part of it. And there was like six people that live at that house. And the five people that were there downstairs at that moment, one of them lived there and he ran up to his room. So, they ran away, and apparently, they said that they're gonna, he was, apparently he said to tell our friend that he's gonna come back, and he, they're, they're gonna do something this time, blah, blah, blah. It was spooky as shit. And it was just me and Peyton in there, and he was like, yo, where's fucking Klein and Jeeves? And I was like, oh, they're in the bathroom. So I went and got, uh, opened the door, and they were just in there, like, and the, with the light off, just quiet as fuck, and they were like, oh my god, is it safe? <laughs> we were like, yeah. And then Yoel, he was just fucked up, sitting on the couch, like, I knew it was gonna be okay. I was like, yo, Del Beckham, what the fuck is wrong with you mentally, my dude? He literally gave no fucks. Uh, but the dude had a gun. There was no, no one shot, I don't think. Yeah, there was no, like, shooting or anything. But he was, he, apparently he was pointing it at Peyton. It was aimed at Peyton a lot. And, uh, whenever... It was just me and Yoeli and that one random dude and basically the entire downstairs while they were banging on the front door. Yoeli and that one dude were sitting on the couch and I was trying to in my head think of a way to be able to get Peyton. So I was standing at the front door to where at a point they, they saw me and like through the glass but it's kind of like stained a little bit so they saw like my figure. And they were like, I fucking see you. Like, Open the fucking door right now, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh shit, they see me. So I screwed over to the side a little bit. But I tried to peek over to my head a little bit. And I just saw nothing but the glass of the gun pointed at the glass. And I was like, oh, if they just shoot that shit through the glass right now, I will tweak my ass off. I don't even know. But that shit was crazy, man. The moral of the story, if you're at your friend's house and your friend is roommates with a bunch of pieces of shits. And they live in a, a part of the neighborhood that's like, eh, not the best. Might want to convince them to go smoke at your crib, my guy. Unless they're not hooligans. If they're not hooligans, oh, that's straight, uh, it's a green light. But if you got hooligan friends like me, mostly it's a red flag. And like always, if you did enjoy this podcast, I appreciate you listening. And I'll talk to you in the next one.